0: That's ixl.com slash BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle where we interview real principals who are doing amazing things to help our students every single day. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Today, we're very fortunate to have Kurt Reese on the podcast. Kurt is an amazing principal out in Alaska, Wisconsin, and I've been following him for a long time. and He's always been a great voice to listen to. I hope you enjoy this interview with him tonight. We're going to talk about Um, how he has been in many places and learned a lot of things about his doctoral program that he's currently in and about the importance of the four C's. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Voxer app that he used that I have started using myself uh, since talking with him and I've been able to uh, learn a lot from other principals and also share things um, with them. It's been pretty cool so if you haven't used Voxer it'd be neat for you to give that a try download it. You're welcome to send me any messages to test it out and and learn how you would like to use it. I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope you share it with your friends and let them know how much you are learning from the Transformative Principle podcast. This is just part one of my interview with Kurt. We'll have more for you next week. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Kurt, why don't you uh, tell us uh, about who you are and, and what you're doing and, and all that jazz?
1: Yeah, sure. My name is Kurt Reese, and you can find me on Twitter, same name, uh, C-U-R-T-R-E-E-S. And I'm an elementary school principal in Onalaska, Wisconsin. And uh, our part of Wisconsin is a great place, uh, right on the Mississippi River on the Minnesota border. And uh, my, I, I'm an elementary school principal. Northern Hills Elementary is my school. And it's a pre-K through five building, about uh, 400 total students, a uh, very good district uh, in which to work. And uh, I've been there 11 years and uh, really enjoy being there.
0: Great. And uh, 11 years at the same school or in the same district?
1: 11 years in the district and I've been a principal at my school for the past 10.
0: Okay, great. And uh, where did you teach and what did you do before you were principal?
1: Yeah, so before I was an administrator, I was an elementary school teacher. And uh, my first job uh, was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at uh, a fantastic Jewish day school, uh, the Solomon Schechter Day School. Uh, it was a great place to get started with my career, um, you know, being a, a a you know, person from small town south dakota i didn't have any uh, jewish friends necessarily but uh, mm-hmm. i gained a whole bunch of them once i started working in albuquerque and it just uh, was a wonderful family environment uh, my wife and i were uh, you know new to town didn't know anyone else there but uh, mm-hmm. someone had us over for dinner almost every friday and saturday it was oh, wow. uh, really nice so i taught in a classroom so i was a third and fourth grade teacher uh, but then i was also the school's uh, social uh, what was my title um Computer science coordinator was was my job, which meant ordering and installing a bunch of Tom Snyder software and then Mm -hmm. making sure all the computers were networked and the printers were working. Oh, fun. And then taught a few more years when we moved to uh, the St. Louis area. And uh, I went to Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville, and that's where I got my master's and then my administrative degree. And uh, my first principalship was in Grant Fork,
0: Illinois. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Um, So you've been all over the place. What has uh, caused you to move so much?
1: Uh, We did that intentionally. Both my wife and I are are from South Dakota. Uh, We met in college in Minnesota and just knew we wanted to see different parts of uh, the country. So before we had kids, we intentionally went to Albuquerque uh, instead of like Lincoln, Nebraska, which is a lot like home for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just it was fun to get out and see different places and and meet new people. And uh, eventually we migrated back here to the upper Midwest in Wisconsin. Well,
0: that's cool. That's good um so let's talk a little bit about you're in school right now and you're in the Mm -hmm. doctoral program talk a little bit about that and how you balance um being a principal and doing homework and attending your online classes and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff
1: yes that's a a great topic because some days i wonder if i am balancing it (laughs) um yeah but uh, you and i were chatting before we um you know, went live here, I guess, and uh, that was one of the things uh, about, you know, what I'm up to. And I'll, uh, you had mentioned some of the blog posts I've written in the past. I just don't write as much. I'm certainly writing a lot, but uh, not on my blog because uh, much of my writing uh, is uh, for my doctoral work, uh, which is through the University of Kentucky. They have a school tech leadership program, and I'm in their Ph.D. cohort. And it's uh, it's been really good. Uh, uh, I love the cohort approach because it's extremely collaborative learning. Uh, the professors that I work with at uh, Kentucky, they absolutely know how to do online learning well. You know, they aren't just taking a class that they've taught forever and kind of retrofit and uh, are, you know, not just making YouTube videos and forcing us to watch them. Uh, it, uh, it all works pretty well, and, uh, you know, I know that when I'm finished, uh, I'll have uh, improved my skills in leadership, but then also in uh, technology as well. Mm-hmm. So you would ask asked about how how I balance it out, and I just had this uh, conversation with Joe Mazza the other day, uh, and a, and Jeff Zuhl, who have already finished their doctorate work, and uh, we were exchanging messages through the Voxer app, and I asked that same question about because uh, I was kind of feeling down that day and like yeah. I was running out of time, and their encouragement was you know just 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 keep swimming, uh, you know as uh, as uh, Dory would say. Um, but uh and i lost my train of thought on this oh so so balancing it all out and you know making it work and uh it's really what you're giving up uh when i think about the amount of time if you don't watch tv that's about the same amount uh, of of time you know so instead of uh maybe before phd program you know i might sit down and watch some mindless tv for a couple hours each night Um, but that's a then it's not as easy as watching TV because your, your mental energy takes a lot more work to get uh, your uh, graduate work done. Uh, You know, as opposed to just watching a football game, but uh, I know when it's all done, it's, uh, it's worth it. Uh, Clay Shirky who wrote the book cognitive surplus talked about the same concept that, Mm -hmm. uh, if collectively we put as much effort and time uh, into social problems in the world, we could possibly solve them instead of the amount of time that we spend just watching TV. I'm not against TV watching. Uh, I love Breaking Bad and uh, (laughs) the Denver Broncos. So I try to watch, uh, you know, things like that, uh, but dedicate other time after the kids go to bed uh, to doctoral work.
0: Yeah. I hear you. Um, So what, what is it that you, that you hope to get out of this particular doctoral program? So some people get a PhD because they want to do research and eventually be a professor. Some Mm -hmm. people get a PhD because they want to be a superintendent. Um, But this is a different, um, different kind of PhD. I mean, the the degree is the same, but Uh the things you're learning are different. Talk about what your, what your goal is from doing all this.
1: Right um this program it's it's a PhD program so there's a there's a big emphasis on research so when I'm finished it will give me options about what I may want to do uh, I likely won't choose a superintendency that just doesn't seem to be something I'm interested in but who knows maybe I'll I'll change my mind down the road uh, I work with a great superintendent right now and appreciate what he does uh, so maybe down the road I'll want to say hey you know I want to do do the same thing uh, for other educators like Dr Finko has done for me um, but having the PhD might be an inside track into a a time when I might want to work in higher ed. Uh, I have a brother who's a a professor at Arizona State University. My wife also has her PhD, and uh, she works here at the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse. And, uh, you know, I I see uh, the academic life through them and it looks like a pretty good life but just like anything you know there's uh, ups and downs to to all of it Uh, but specifically what i'm learning uh, now the focus on my program is in educational leadership Uh, so i every single day you know i I learn something through my coursework that's applicable to what i do uh, during my day job even though i work a lot at night and sometimes on weekends with my day job um, about being a good uh, leader of a school Um, but specifically what what i really liked about the school tech leadership program was just the, the the type of learning that i'm learning about i think is very applicable to what my students need to know and then certainly what my staff needs to know when you think about uh, you know the the four c's from the partnership of the you know 21st century skills communication collaboration critical thinking and creativity uh, you know all of those things are dependent upon tech uh, but certainly there's a lot of tech tools that can help students use those tools so that's what I hope to get through this uh, options, but then also just a really deep understanding of uh, how to make education a, a great place for all of our students and all of our staff.
0: Yeah, and uh, about those four C's, by the way, that video that you posted of your kids uh, and being a ninja was was pretty awesome, and I especially liked how the the ninja part was done, and the video was only half over, and then they had mm-hmm. a whole other videos worth of bloopers to to add to the end. That was that was
1: pretty cute, so. Right, I mean, certainly I, I think they're the world's cutest kids because they're they're mine. Naturally. But I really was, I, I was proud of the collaboration uh, that, that, that they showed because you have an 11-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl mm-hmm. and sometimes siblings just, I think they go out of their way to find things to argue about. But in this particular project, they did it all on their own. They worked out the script together. I didn't even know they were doing it. It happened to be on a Saturday morning. Uh, I was actually logged in, you know, to this very location working uh, on some it, doctoral work and they were downstairs and i could hear some giggling and cackling I thought, well it's a good sign and then they had created that video and then even uploaded it and shared it
0: without any help at all so right. great collaboration
1: and creativity from my two awesome kids
0: that sure is so did they learn how to do that kind of stuff in school or at your house
1: uh both um we've always had an ipad or two laying around the house just for for different things um but my son is at a middle school where it's all project-based learning in his particular program. So instead of just writing a typical book report, what he has liked to do, and I helped him with it a few times, is record videos where he's narrating uh, what he's liked about the book and what he's learned. And I showed him how to do the editing on uh, iMovie on the iPad, which is a fantastic app. If you don't have it, it's absolutely yeah. worth the five bucks. Um, so I taught him that way. And uh, then we've also made just a couple, couple of funny videos. You know, we... Uh, Uh, my wife and my kids, uh, they did a uh, thrift shop parody uh, or more of a lip sync. And then uh, certainly we did the Harlem Shake one too. So they saw how all of that uh, came together. So uh, my kids have really enjoyed that, especially my son. He really gets into the tech stuff.
0: That's good. Um, You know, my daughter uh, did a a year ago, did a Goldilocks and the Three Bears video. And it was a Sunday afternoon and I I asked her what she wanted to do. And she said, well, I want to make a movie wasn't really Mm -hmm. expecting that response, but we did a storyboard, wrote it all out, and then went through the process of doing that, and I I helped her edit it, and she got bored of that editing part and just, like, the movie-making part, but she got really into that, and it was really exciting to see her feel like she could start something and then feel Mm -hmm. like she could go all the way through and finish it, and she was only five at the time and was uh, in preschool and just getting ready to start kindergarten, but you know, that kind of um, activity would have been really hard to do when I was a kid. And my dad happened to buy some video equipment when I was in high school, and it cost tens of thousands of dollars and was way too complicated for me to even touch. And I thought it was cool that he was doing it, but there was no way that I could have done that, especially not when I was five. And now my five-year-old daughter and your 11-year-old son are you know, able to do these things without us even knowing that they're doing it. And I think that's pretty amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that makes me think about the the tech side of things as, um, because I think that the learning portion is the most important. Uh, Sometimes tech can enable that and sometimes tech can get in the way. Mm -hmm. But when you're thinking about a $5 app, uh, but then also one that's extremely powerful and pretty easy to use it really allows a kid uh in this case we're talking about our kids it really allows a kid or you know even a grown-up to really show their creativity and their collaboration you know so here we see a, a tool that supports the, you know the type of learning and experience we want for kids rather than a tool that's getting in the way
0: yeah absolutely um so one of the other things you mentioned was uh chatting with joe mazza and, and somebody else i don't remember who uh Just yeah, thank you. On uh, on Voxer, uh, tell mm-hmm. me tell me about that. That's an app that I've used, but I haven't really been able to see anything too beneficial from it.
1: Right, and Voxer, and and I'll give credit to Gina Sherry, who is a teacher here in Wisconsin. Uh, I, I learned about it from her. Uh, but then also tammy lind uh, another wisconsin educator and they showed it to me and i'm like oh what's that for because it's uh, labeled as like a walkie-talkie app i'm like well how often do i need to walkie-talkie somebody Uh, but what i really like about it is you are able to share voice messages with people Um, and it doesn't have to be synchronous Uh, so for example if i'm driving in the car and want to leave a message um, to a colleague or even to my wife i can just record a a a quick audio message and then it gets sent to them Uh, another cool feature of Voxer is that you can do group chats which is uh, what a lot of us do so I have one group uh, with a bunch of and uh, share information about best practices and what's going on here in the state Um, but you know then I have another uh, Voxer group uh, with some really cool and we're all elementary principles and uh, I I learned so much from them and it's uh, often it's just about sharing a silly story a frustration uh, you know it's an appropriate place uh to to vent you know so we're able to share all these messages with one another but then also get feedback and and offer support Mm
0: -hmm. that's pretty cool so how did you get connected with these other principals? did you have to teach them the tool or were they already using it you just joined a group
1: no it's uh it was pretty easy uh it's it's a simple tool to use um uh, you know just like kids do when they get a new video game they don't sit down and read the manual and then you know, invest some time and then you know take a plastic test practice test and then jump into it no they just do it and that's the same same way with voxer pretty easy to use and um yeah we just had i just had shared with uh, jessica johnson who's uh, principal jay mm-hmm. uh, you know who's uh, who's a friend here in wisconsin and uh, so she and i started to use it and then we just pulled in some other people who we had connected with uh, through twitter and you know just sharing and just starting this group that you know we now call our voxer family uh, because we communicate quite frequently and it's i like it to, if you're on an email listserv sometimes it's kind of a pain to you know to type everything out uh, but i like the the humanity side of things that Voxer can bring because you're actually using your voice and someone can hear your intonation where that can get lost in an email i mean raise your hand if you've ever said something in an email that came across absolutely the wrong way uh, because there's no tone of voice or uh, lack of context. Uh, So actually exchanging voice messages, I think is a a great way to just um, really share things that especially need an emotional side to them. Mm
0: -hmm. Just a fabulous interview with Kurt Reese. I'm so fortunate that I was able to speak to him We're going to have more coming from him next week. I hope that you are able to implement something that you learned today. Those four C's, I think, are a great way to approach any curriculum matter that you have. Communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. And make sure that you're finding ways for your students to do those things every single day in what they're doing. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher please feel free to give us a rating on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about how much we're learning in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones.